Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Everybody that did, uh, you know, 
tune in or hear the show after it went live because uh, I got a lot of good feedback about it. Like, well, goodness, keep that going. And I'm like, well, I don't want to change too much of how I open up the show because I try to do as much of the hors d'oeuvres and the snacks and then get it to the entree of the games, uh, you know, later. But it was like the controversial topic worked. And uh, everybody came oh, yeah. in and, and made play so much, so on and so forth. So um, I may try to continue yeah. to do that, the controversial stuff. I may, I may, because it, it, it dug into me. <laughs> like, that was the old me, like, getting that debate going. Not even a debate, but, you yeah. know, getting difference of opinions and things of that nature. So it was good to get that going and get the feedback from everybody. So it was your fault that that happened yes, uh, last week. Oh, let me just uh, give you that, that credit. So... Yeah, blame me. Before, I mean, <laughs> no, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I what mean, you're gonna say? I said just just blame me. I mean, it, what a topic. I mean, it is the topic of conversation. Bill Belichick, as long as he's coached, possibly the greatest coach ever. That dynasty coming to an end is massive, right? And uh, just to see where that whole situation where it is, it's um, it's it's, it's the biggest talking point going in the NFL. It's crazy. And not only is it a situation to worry about that topic, it's like uh, this is the shaky part about me thinking about Bill Belichick because um, I'm not going to lie. I've seen a, a ton of his career, uh, especially when he was with the yeah. Giants and him and Parcells in the run that they had here. Then he went to Cleveland and didn't really pan out, so on and so forth. And everybody know how the story goes. The story of a guy named Brady came around Massachusetts and the thing went crazy. But – now, looking at Belichick, he's the second oldest coach where I really, you know, before I really started to think about Carroll, he's the second oldest coach. Pete Carroll's the oldest in the league. But not sure. only if he does end up leaving New England, does he end up staying in the league or is it over? Do we see the end of That's Belichick's cool. career? And, and knowing how many different vacancies will happen this season, he does have an opportunity to land in a good place. He could go to a division rival in Buffalo the way that the Bills are playing. And that's the, that was the controversial topic that I wanted to hit on that you walked me right to the damn welcome, Matt. So here go Roger once again, because <laughs> my <laughs> this is my controversial topic. Not only are they overrated, I feel like this is the, the decline or the death of the dynasty in Buffalo, unless the Belichick were to end up losing the job and go to Buffalo. But that's this is adding on to what I'm saying here. He go to Buffalo. He, they saying that he can end up going to Los Angeles and run with the Chargers. But the one thing I look at both of those teams with Buffalo and the Chargers, which I hope somebody fill the vacancy, is they're looking at Detroit's offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson, and they're thinking that those are two destinations that he would love to go to, which is, is a good high-powered offense in both perspectives. And I damn sure don't want to lose Ben Johnson. It, it sucks to be <laughs> – a Lions fan at this point in time that they do good one season, and as soon as they do good, they're trying to get all the coaches out of there. And it's like, come on. So now it's like, get all the other coaches out there to go run and fill the vacancies instead of just coming to flood our building and watch us decline because you guys can't coach. So, But those are just two teams that I thought off the top of my head with Buffalo, the Chargers. I, I mean, there, there may be other potential teams. I doubt it may be Arizona because that's a, a, a nice retirement zone for a lot of people in the world today if, if the Cardinals keep continuing to fall apart. Um, those are just three teams that I can think of off of the top of my head quickly. But here I go again with you with the, the controversial situation, and that's fine. I can start there. Uh, but say what you're going to say, Roger. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I have seen how long you've suffered as a Lions fan, right? So what a problem to have, to have Ben Johnson 
just coaching at this level. I mean, you, you look at some of the plays he's running as well. They, they're all like, this is just stuff out of the backfield to receivers and to everybody getting Armand, Armand, Brown, Armand Russell Brown playing the way he's playing. Bringing on a book. Like, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just incredible. But look at what we've got to look at is does it always work with coordinators? I mean, it doesn't. The fact, I mean, Josh McDaniels getting fired a few weeks ago. This is where all this bell, it just adds to the Belichick fire, right? That conversation just adds to that. So it's um, Jim Harbour. Jim Harbour might be on the on the way back to the NFL as well. I mean, I really, I really like Bill in 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 LA. So much to talk about LA Chargers and Bill Belichick. What a what a marriage that would be. But um, with just just because of the talent level on the on the roster, I think that's what people look at when they when they sort of see what Bill Belichick, what one more success he can have, and how we can test him as a coach. But um, well, it wouldn't surprise me if he went and just threw off the team out, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, well, well, here's, it's a lot to think here's about. Here's one thing I'm looking at with L.A., which you said. Now, now, this is the one thing. The talent is on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is the question mark. <laughs> Can he turn that defense around? I mean, yes, there's Khalil Mack. Yes, there's Derwin James. Where is Joey Bosa? Joey Bosa was supposed to be mm-hmm. this All-American Stud Pro Bowl player coming out of Ohio State. You haven't heard about Bosa in years. He's an injury-prone defensive end that is a monster that you look at. You see him, you like it. He's going to cause havoc, and he doesn't put up the numbers. It's like, how did Nick get better than Joey? And Joey was the one that everybody was highly coveted when they came out. Well, both of them came out of there. I, I don't get yeah. that. So there's a lot of work for Belichick to do if he were to go to L.A. That, that's what, does he have the time to turn that thing around? Like, yes, he, so he has to implement the Belichick way because it couldn't be the Patriot way no more because that's no, that's no longer working around the NFL. A lot of teams don't even want to hear that. Oh, let's do it the Patriot way because then they'll end up firing you. And not, not the way that they'll do Belichick. I don't think they'll do Belichick like they did McDaniels or they did Cornell or they did, you know, enter somebody here that ended up then panning out, you know. So <laughs> Belichick's situation is different. Uh, but I think that we are kind of already conceding that Staley's out of there. You think Staley's out of L.A.? I do got Mike. I didn't even look at the board. I'm sorry. But go go ahead, and I'll get Mike in as well. Yeah, i got to say, Ty, last year um, at the end of the Jaguars game um, in the playoffs, I thought the second half when they let him come back, that massive comeback in the second half, I thought Staley made some big errors coaching. As he did down the line, he's, he's made some questionable calls. His game management skills, it is for me, and just just uh, atrocious at times, just ridiculous. I mean, going for going for it on fourth down where he goes for it in his own area of the field and things like that. It's just things you wouldn't think a coach would do. And he, but he's done, he's done it time and time again. And the thing is, you write about that D. You know, they got about four or five special players, and, and that's about it. I mean, they got to build build better. I do believe. I like this thing with Belichick. Will Will Kraft let him go? I think that's the big question. But yeah, let's um, let's let's cross our bridge when we come to it, I suppose. But I think Staley's out regardless. I think, especially if they don't make the playoffs now, he's definitely gone. But he he probably go anyway. Calling in from the Midwest region of the United States of America, we have Mr. Harvey himself. Mike, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? Doing well, TP. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. What's up, Roger? How you doing? What up, Mike? How you doing, bro? Uh, how are you, TP? Yeah, All right, we're doing a topic at hand at this point. Um, you know, Belichick's getting 
long in the tooth. And, you know, if he wants to coach again, like, I think he's done enough to have the right to do so. I don't think Arizona's going to cut that coach just after one year. Um, so I, I could see the Chargers, though. But, you know, there's a reason why no team, no coach has ever gone to another team and won a championship after he's done it in, in one city. So, I mean, listen, I think he would bring a uh, competent coach into Chargerville. Uh, but he's – I mean, this guy's into his 70s. So, I mean, I, I think that's an opening that if he does want to coach, you know, he could – uh, you know, the the Raiders have an interim coach right now, but if I were Belichick, I wouldn't want any part of that uh, job, to be honest with you. Uh, and then, but to me, I, I think you hit on the the most likeliest uh, of teams there for him to go to. And, you know, I think he can uh, coach again if he wants to. I don't see Buffalo being a really good uh, fit for him, but, you know, who knows. I I just know that he's getting – Late in his career, and I think that the reason the the reason why those two teams though in Buffalo and uh, the Chargers would be places that he would probably consider is because I think he would look at those teams and say, "Well, these guys at least have you know uh, proven starters at the quarterback position." Because if you didn't know it before, uh, you know we learned it with his time in New England uh, in Cleveland, and now we've learned it with his last few months here in our last couple of years here in New England, you got to have that quarterback in the league. I don't really care what kind of coach you are. You got to have that quarterback or at least one unit that's uh, extremely dominant. And I think that the the age has passed in which you can have a dominant defense and an average quarterback and win anymore in this league. Okay. So now that, um, I'm already in front of the controversial situation here and I kind of like led in a little bit with this Belichick. I didn't even want to get into the Belichick situation because I knew how controversial it was last week and how this rolled the show. And a lot of people got back to me telling me that show was awesome hearing us talk about it, but I'm here to start another fire. And it worked last week. I don't know if it's going to work this week, but from what I've seen, how do I look at it? I want to say let's say the past two years, I windowed this to two years, but I feel like it's, there's more there, but I'll do it within the two seasons. Is Joshua Allen overrated? And is he getting away with everything? I don't want to say murder because I feel like that's tasteless or, or, you know, I feel like I'm using the wrong word. I don't want to say that, but is he getting away with a ton of stuff that, you know, and I don't like to keep using cam, but to me, to me, they're similar. They're similar. I, I think Josh Allen is more accurate. He's way more accurate than Cam Newton could ever be. But Cam Newton never really had the weapons that Josh Allen's had. I mean, he had Steve Smith for a short stint. After that, Cam had to try to make it happen with him and Greg Olson. And it was like the tight end opportunities that he could. And he ran the table going 15-1 and and going to a Super Bowl in which we look at Josh Allen's situation, he's gotten as far as the championship game but falling short. And now ever since then, knowing that Trayvon Diggs kind of threw a whole bomb of gasoline on the fire saying he was not like that until my brother got there, and he's right. 
before uh, Steph got there, he was an average quarterback, just a big arm guy that can run. Now that Dayball is not there any longer, he still has the issues of turning the ball over. It's like, you know that's your problem. It's kind of like, uh, how do I look at it? You know how how any given Sunday started where you knew Willie Beeman, Willie Beeman was going to throw up to get the game started. You know that you're going to turn the ball over. Don't turn the <laughs> ball over. You got to protect the ball. You know what I'm saying? And he's giving the ball away and losing games to teams that he shouldn't be losing to. He already lost to the Broncos and the Jets. They play the Jets today. They play the Jets today. So, luckily, this is in Buffalo because they lost that game in New York or New Jersey, you know, East Rutherford. And and Zach Wilson didn't even kill him because that was a game that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. It was literally a special teams game that was won by the Jets. I want to know how you guys feel about me. I'm, I'm starting it. This, I'm not putting you guys to the fire. I am. I'm dealing with it. Is he overrated? I mean, he's a good player. Don't don't let me take it away from him. But the way that he's turning the ball over, he's getting away with it. No, there's no quarterback to bench him. There's nobody behind him. Who's the quarterback to worry about? There's nobody to worry about for him. He could just think, and Buffalo has to deal with it. These guys, if you look at Buffalo's schedule, at the end of the year, they're five and five, I think, at this point in time. They have at least four games they can lose. They have at least four games. They could end up having a losing season this year, and they're all credible games. So I want to tell you guys, Phil, Mike, I'll come to you first, the Josh Allen debate. So this has turned out to be a very bad division. Uh, as good as the Dolphins are, they've only, they haven't beat a winning team all year. They lost by 28 to Buffalo. Uh, we've talked about New England. The Jets can't get out of their way. Like Josh Dobbs has more touchdown passes since he's going to Minnesota than Zach Wilson has all year. Uh, so this is a, a really weak, weak division. Um, to me, is Josh Dobbs overrated? I think it depends on where you rate him. If you think he's one of the top three to five quarterbacks in the league, I no, think not he Josh is. Dobbs. No, no, not Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs no, no, in Minnesota. No, 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 Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I'm, Josh I'm, Allen. Talking about jo- I'm talking about Josh Allen. Okay. Is, jo- Josh Allen, is, is Josh Allen overrated? If you think he's one of the top three to five best quarterbacks in the league, I think he is. I think he's physically gifted. Like you said, he's got a strong arm, and he can run, right? Um, and he can throw some deep balls. He has gotten a little bit better. He's gotten better with his accuracy in the last few years. But at the end of the day, uh, no matter how much you can run and no matter how strong your arm is, you've got to be able to take care of the football. Uh, and Like, it was turnovers that cost him in that Jets game. It was turnovers that cost him last week. It's turnovers that the quarterback is directly responsible for that have caused this team on a very regular basis to significantly play down to their competition. Uh, and to me, to me, that speaks to the quarterback. You, if you're not taking care of the football and you're not valuing it, you're giving away possessions, that's what will get you beat in this league. This is a team that people thought were Super Bowl contenders, and now you and I are looking at this. We're looking at this after 10 games and saying, this team's 500. Can they stay over 500? We're talking about them like we were talking about the San Diego Padres in baseball. So, yeah, he's overrated. Definitely no longer a Super Bowl candidate. You could you could throw that completely out the window or throw it in a Niagara Falls. They are no longer 
in that discussion. Um, I'm trying to pull up. I was I was up here just listening, but I want to pull up their uh, schedule at this point in time. But I'm gonna let Roger go. Roger, your thoughts on Josh Allen, the way he's been performing at least. I said in the past two years, but I really wanted to leg it down to this year. But has he declined? Do you think I'm jumping the gun saying that he's overrated with what he's been doing? I mean, yes, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's like a a queen chess piece. Like, you can move him all around, but he's not been successful for what he has on that team. And they've been bringing in player after player for that offense to be better, and they still look the same. Yeah, to me, to me, it's a maturity thing, tight. Um, and Mike, I think what what it is with him reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. What Brett Favre used to go to, just completely reckless. When he when he got the ball in his hand and he's hurdling defenders and he's you know he's carrying like a loaf of bread, it's going everywhere. And he's jumping back on it and he's getting banged up and you know throwing missiles into into war zones. You know, three defenders, whatever, just completely playing off the bat. And I think that's great. I think it's great to watch. You can't do it because you're not going to get away with it in the NFL. And you know, but he's ended up on the cover of Madden because of it, with a 97 to the 99 rating, whatever it was last year. That's the level he was playing on, and he was playing on that level. The problem they've had is that is you know has come down to the offensive coordinator and Dorsey getting fired. I think was deserved, and I believe I believe Joe Brady could help. Could help. Um, uh, Josh, Josh Allen because you know it's new to him but also the way he runs his offense I think the designed runs Allen needs designed runs rather than taking off on his own because you know when you give him that them yardage you give him that yardage in the running game and he's, he can protect the ball and slide you know and just do it do it the right way the way he does it is, is crazy are you going to tame, tame him I don't know I think there's a thing going on between him and Diggs I think that's evident I think there's something going on there Dating back a lot to the Cincinnati game last year, um, we've we've seen a lot from Diggs where he's just been completely, you know, d- disheartened. He looked like on the sideline, and now you know Trayvon Diggs um, through social media saying to get his brother out of there. That's you know if there's a healthy relationship between Diggs and Allen, you're not seeing that from from Diggs's brother. So I think there's a problem there with his with his number one receiver, and also the running game. Okay, James Cook. He, he, he fumbles that ball a lot. You know, last last week he done it again a few times, even though he missed some yardage. But they haven't really had that bell cow at running back. I love the the dot. I love the Kincaid pick in the draft because teaming him up with Knox gives them that two tight ends, two good outlets. But I really think offensively they miss they miss Cole Beasley a lot in that offense. They really do need a, a slot receiver for me, just like that guy where Allen can go too quick. Or even like a running back, somewhere where he can have a quick option, you know, after after the snap, and get get rid of that ball. Because to me, it seems when he holds on to it, he gets ideas in his head. And when he takes off, he said he's a dangerous runner with the ball, but it's detriment to his health. I mean, and that's what it is. I think it's just so much going on. People to please. You got to please his head coach, his coordinator, and Diggs. You got to keep happy. So you got that in mind. You got to get a running game going, which hasn't really happened. And I think. All that stacked up, and it's put too much pressure on him. And we, and and to me, he's just, it's just not a good situation at the moment. And now that Dorsey's gone, Ken Dorsey, tell you the you, you know, you know him well. We need to see Joe Brady calm that ship. And I think Sean McDermott's a good coach for it. And just you know, calm the ship a little bit. Let him, let him play the game naturally, the way, the way, you know, the way he can. And 
I think with maturity, we'll see, we're going to see Josh Allen become elite again. I'm not saying he's elite right now, but there's a, there's a big storm going on around him at the moment. I think when our storm settles, we'll see an elite quarterback. I believe that. I don't, I don't think we've seen it right now, but I think we will. I think, I think there's more to come from Josh Allen, a lot more. Possibly an MVP, eventually. Roger, I push back on you a thousand percent. I push back. You okay. said for him to play. You said for him to play naturally. He's playing the way he wants to play. It's not like they're telling him to do things their way robotically. That pick that he threw in that game against Denver was in bracket coverage on an out route. I can see if it was bracket coverage downfield and you took the shot in a, a, a 50-50 ball or something like that. He threw a pass where that's, that's his thinking. That's logically him. They use Ken Dorsey as a scapegoat. Ken Dorsey has nothing to do with him turning the wall over. One of those fumbles that you said for James Cook, that was him. That that was Josh Allen that dropped the ball. And, and Cook was like, where did the ball go? Where did the, where did the ball fall? And, and this is happening. This is happening continually. And yes, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> you said that he could run and jump over people, so on and so forth. I don't want my quarterback doing that. I don't want to invest over a hundred, two hundred, three hundred million dollars into a, into a guy that's going to end up doing this and end up causing my team. Let's just look at the state of Ohio and a team that wears orange and black. They put all of that money into Joseph Burrow and put all of these pieces around the team that they're going to design for Joseph Burrow, he gets hurt, the Bengals are going to be crap for the remainder of the year. And it makes me mad because Jamar Chase is my dog fan, dog on fantasy receiver at this point in time. He probably won't get the same attempts, targets, or catches that he had previously. Everything could fall apart if that quarterback is not there on time the way they need him to have it. Josh Allen is in the same situation, just like you said, they they got rid of uh, Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie, the guys that were actually working. These were the guys underneath a lot of the magic that they were doing and got rid of both of them, both of them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not Ken Dorsey's fault. And, and, and how uh, you guys, Josh Allen, them. more or less, yeah, they didn't even replace it neither. And, and not, not to the situation where Josh Allen's going to go to these guys, Josh Allen to take off majority of the time. Just to be that Superman. Everybody know up there, red, white, and blue, and him wearing 17, he's their superhero up there. If he gets the first down or the touchdown, he actually calls him penalty yards because he, he juked the guy with the fake pass and started pointing at him. Like, he's playing the way that he wants to play. There's no Dorsey telling him to do this, do that. All Dorsey is doing is calling the game. That's all That's well, all Kid that Dorsey mean- did. Designing the plays as well, though, Ty. I mean, that, that that offense is designed in a way that's not comfortable for Josh Allen, is what I'm saying. I think when you get a, when you get a an offense he's comfortable in, he obviously he's obviously not comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable. He he's, he's given us he's given us signs before though that he's been comfortable in an offense. This is what I'm saying. Now he doesn't look comfortable at all, and you know why? You got to ask why. Is it Debo? Because the Debo left, and now it's different. Like. The, the marriage of Dable and Daniel Jones, like that that relationship ain't working. Now you got to come back to his baby in in dog on Buffalo and be with Josh Allen. Like, is this what it is? Because that's that's what I feel like it is. If, if Dable left and he yeah. was on top of the world and it's close to the Super Bowl and now all of a sudden he's turning the ball over, and we, 
me, I'll just say me. I won't even say you. I, I have questions. I have questions. I don't think Buffalo will get to the Super Bowl. No, like, like not even this year. Like, I think it's over. I think Diggs will be out in the next year or two. I, and if he loses Diggs, you could forget it. They got to do a whole rebuild because I don't think they could put the, the the team on the back of Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is a good receiver, but he's not the one that you could carry this team. And, yes, you're talking about the, the success of the plays being built. They were feeding Diggs. Diggs is in top quality numbers for receivers across the board. So it's like, what else do you need to happen? You even mentioned Kincaid and Knox. Go look at these guys' targets and catches. They don't, they're not even a part of the system. Like, they're just out there to be out there. Kincaid just started getting the ball. I have their um, – the schedule in front of me, too. The schedule, they played it yesterday. Listen to this. They play the Eagles next week. They they have a bye. They finally have a bye. They're on a 13-week run from the beginning of the season until now. They have not had a week off. Then they play Kansas City and Kansas City on my birthday. Then they play Dallas. Then they play the Chargers, and it depends on where the Chargers are because, you know, they're going to be fighting like hell to try to make it. The Patriots is always an interesting game, no matter how it looks at it, even though the Patriots are bad. And they finished the season up against the Dolphins in Miami. And depending on if Miami needs that game or not, it's in Miami. They, to me, I'm, I'm going to, okay, 50-50 game. I won't even take, oh, they'll lose, they'll lose, they'll lose. Look, the Eagles, Kansas City, Dallas, Miami, at least four games they can lose, 50-50. That's how I'll be fair saying it like that. That means it's a nine-loss season. They're going to have a losing season. This is Buffalo. This is Buffalo. Yeah. With, with Josh Allen, like I, I don't know. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Is there anything that you like to add? Did I lose Mike? Yeah, I could see nine losses, but I think, I think they lose two of those for sure. Probably three. I think this team probably finishes nine and eight, which is going to be very much identified as a disappointment. This may be Miami's first. You know, this could be Miami's first win against a winning team to get in the playoffs you know, the last weekend of the season. But I don't think this team's beating Philadelphia. I don't think they're beating Kansas City. And I don't think they're beating uh, Dallas. Right? So, at, at, at least in that two. regard, at you, least. you're looking at eight losses right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bad. That's for, for an MVP candidate, Super Bowl contender like Roger mentioned, this, this is not that. And, and I got to kind of somewhat be fair. Because Tredavious White's not there and Matt Milano's out there both out for the season. But you got this offense. You guys should be able to score. I want to be fair with a number. You should be able to score 27 to 30 points a game, at least. I, I think they can do that. They can. Especially the way that you, you, you got crazy when Dave was with you. I, I mean, is, is Ken Dorsey really this bad? I, I it, You guys lost because of a special team error. And I was watching a show where not only not only did he not only did did they lose a game off of a, a, a special teams era against the Broncos. Don't forget this happened a few years ago against Kansas City special teams where they should have squibbed. They kicked the ball out the end zone. Tyreek special, then Kelsey special, and they they ended up losing this game in postseason because the special teams ain't together. Where is the special teams coach mindset at? You guys are losing this game in a different. Facet, not you know, different level, not not just offensively. The offense terrible. The offense is still a highly rated offense, especially with the quarterbacks that I'm picking on at this point in time. I, I, I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I look back, look back. Look back to the Cincinnati game last year. I think since then, since that point, since Demar Hamlin, just after and and during the playoffs, both of those games, I think it's been a bad show. Just a bad showing. A different Josh Allen, right? And and we are here today now. I think we hit the pinnacle of problems last week. I think last week, and I agree with you completely. I don't think he's he's ready right now. I, right now, I don't think he is an elite quarterback. Right now, at this moment in time, I don't believe he is. But I think he can be with a bit more help around him. That's my point. I mean, just a, with a little help around him, with a little building around him, I think he can be an elite quarterback. But, I mean, look, you look, like, look at the AFC at the moment, right? We're looking at the Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, and possibly the Jaguars ahead of the Bills, I, I'd say definitely. I mean, the Browns, the Chargers, the Steelers, Texans, got to mention the Texans, possibly just behind. And, you know, that's, that's the battle at the moment. The Jets, if Aaron Rodgers comes back and on Christmas Eve, which is the earliest he could probably come back, that's another team that could probably be, cause some damage. I mean, if the if the Jets beat them today, the Jets would have would be would be would have beat them twice this year. They beat them week one, right? So that's the problem. I mean, if they, they I think this is a, a big massive game today. It's a good week. It's a good week to pick to have this argument because if they lose today, then that that would that would be a real issue for me to lose to the Jets. Um, going in there with set, I think they're seven point favorites. Um, so it's a, it's a massive game for them today. Josh Allen, yeah, I, you know, you're right. I mean, he's careless. If they lose to the Jets, I, if they lose to the Jets today, you think Ken Dorsey got fired? There's gonna be more people fired than you can think of right now. <laughs> Somebody's head's gonna roll. They're not gonna be safe there at all. They better not lose to the Jets. They better not lose. Even in I can't wait to even, in game, even in our first game against the Jets, Jordan White had had three interceptions, right? The first game first week of the season. Josh Allen was throwing at the coverage then. I mean, that, that's that's how he started the year. So, you know, it's it's not like it's been like a roller coaster for him. It's, he's been consistently careless then is the word. I don't think, like you said, it's another him. word for it. That's him. But, that's him. So why do you just say you went against yourself? That's how he wants to right. play. Naturally, this is him. Better. I think he's better than this, though. I think there's a there's a better player there. But he needs this storm to calm around him. That's all I'm saying. It's like I just feel that I just feel that that's the issue. You know, I think they might as well bring Ken Dorsey in to play quarterback today next week. For if he real, today. for real, I agree with you 100. percent I'm I'm actually looking up Mike. Go ahead, because I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the the backup, and then I just want to get to the show again, because I feel like here we go with an electric situation again, and um. Some things happened last night that I did want to get into, but I don't know if I'll be able to get into it again. But, Mike, anything that you'd like to add while I look up the backup? Uh, I mean, no, not really. I I think, you know, you guys hit on the thing a second ago, and it is that I think Dabble really made Josh Allen. And he he even, I mean, to you want to ask what kind of coach he is, he even made Daniel Jones look halfway competent for a year. Uh, and so, and, and so looking at that, like, you know, sometimes it's as much a, a fit as it is anything, but 
you got to have the right people in the field. And you don't have the escape valves. It's harder for Diggs to go crazy and for Gabe Davis to do what he was doing when you don't have guys underneath and other guys to really take those targets. Now they've started trying to incorporate uh, the tight end. With the, the, you had Dawson Knox. What's the new guy, Kincaid? Is that the other guy that got the tight end position? Uh, yeah, that's him, yeah. They tried, they tried to incorporate him a little bit some, but, I mean, that's the thing, like, uh, for an offense to work, you gotta have you gotta have weapons at multiple levels, and and this team just just doesn't. I mean, uh, I I'm very unimpressed with with Buffalo, and a lot of people really you know talked about how Sean McDermott was such a great coach and this and that. And it's just like you know this team is just mediocre, and I feel like with Josh Allen being as physical as he's being and with him taking the hits that he's taken, I wonder if we, his best football is behind him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. How I'm a hundred percent. Now they rise him. That's the topic. I, that. like, I wonder, I wonder if his best ball is behind them. Like, I, and, and you guys go hand in hand the way Roger and, and Mike just mentioned it. Is his best football behind them? And then Roger said something about a maturity level. Like he has to grow into this. Does he get better? And he's about to potentially lose some of these players. He's going to end up losing some of these guys. Like if, if Diggs don't stick around, Buffalo will suffer at least until they fill the void of what a hundred catches and a thousand plus yard season and at least seven plus touchdowns. Like that—that's a big hole to fill. You just ain't gonna find that on the streets. You're not. You're not. Especially with the guys that they got rid of uh, in turn of trying to put that underneath the manners that they did have. And getting rid of an offensive coordinator that was once successful with them, I, it, it, they have a lot of work to do, and hopefully they can get it done with the pieces that they have, and especially in front of the remaining schedule they have in front of them. Their tough games are on the road. They have to go places to get it done. So um, that that's one. That That's one. Two was the Cincinnati situation with uh, Joe Burrow. I did want to talk about that. Three, I, I did want to get into the uh, the college football real quick to get the scores in. And four, I was just so hyped about what happened last night. Uh, I know you guys know that I'm a Thunder fan, and I did not think that they would be able to pull it off against Golden State. These dudes were down 19, went crazy, was down three with two seconds on the clock. Chet Holmgren hit the three to send it to overtime, and the Thunder end up winning in overtime. So, I had an electric Saturday. I, I, I know. I know you. If you didn't see, this is what you got to do. Please go look at that highlight and watch how Chet hits this three. Little, no time on the clock. Just hit and started barking. Once he started barking, I felt like the thunder just rode that. But um, let, let me let me get to the college course because I didn't. I'm, I wasn't fair last week for today, and I apologize. So these dudes got me cooking up some like etouffee and and pastas and, and seafood and, and I love that. That's the worst part about me. Okay, so top twenty five goes like this. Georgia beats Tennessee thirty eight to ten in Knoxville. Ohio State bludgeons Minnesota thirty seven to three. Michigan survives in Maryland thirty one to twenty four in which the Terrapins made this a game. They made this a game. Michigan, I, I don't know if you guys get away with it next week up against Ohio State. Interesting matchup. Florida State wins that matchup against North Alabama, 58-13, in which Jordan Travis got hurt 
first quarter, his leg got injured. He was carted off the field. I want to see if Florida State could continue to survive without their star quarterback. Washington survives <laughs> in Ohio State. Excuse me, in Oregon State. I apologize. Twenty-two to twenty. Uh, Penix actually had a good day. He had three touchdowns in his game as well. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Penix. I'm rooting for you, man. Run the table if you can, but I know it's going to get tougher and tougher. Everybody's going to throw the kitchen sink at you. I feel like you guys can get to the finish line, but I really was scared for you guys up against Oregon State because of the way the spread was. Vegas had, it was a one-point favor for Oregon State. Washington was actually an underdog, and they got away with it. Oregon wins their matchup against Arizona State 49-13. Both Knicks actually had a great day as well. This is nothing new. But he's going crazy. This is going to be a very interesting Heisman race. Um, Texas beats Iowa State 26-16. Alabama blows out Chattanooga 66-10. I don't even know how the committee gets away with putting Chattanooga in their their schedule at the end of the season. Do it early so they can play the bums and then have them play the tough teams. And Alabama always get away with it every year. Something Oh, don't I'm gonna get mad. Okay, the next one is Missouri beats Florida. Uh in Mizzou, thirty three to thirty one. Please people go save a gator. I don't know what happened to Florida over these past couple of years, but they have a ton of talent and they can't win games at all. I don't know if coaching, I don't know if they there's a playbook. I I I just don't know. Florida is no longer competitive any longer. Like the personal me, because I'm a hurricane fan, I don't want to see it happen, but then again it's like it's college football. They know when the Gators, you know, bring a lot to the game. And the way that they're not successful is, is questionable. But they play Florida State. And just like I said, uh, Jordan Travis is out. So that's a winnable situation now. Very interesting. Louisville wins the game up against Miami in Miami, 38-31. to I'm shaking my head, people. If you would see me look at this score and, and how that game went down, ridiculous. Um the unbelievable team to me, Penn State beats Rutgers 27-6. to And the reason why I say unbelievable, Penn State wins these games that don't matter. They just can't. I mean, they win the games that don't matter. They can't win the big game, excuse me. Ole Miss beats uh, Louisiana Monroe 35-3. to Oklahoma survives against BYU 31-24. This game was actually a good game, back and forth. LSU beats Georgia State. 56-14, to 14, Jaden Daniels is actually making a campaign for having some great stats this year. Mike woke us up last week about it. We will see if he does fall in line for the Heisman. Iowa, <laughs> this is so hilarious, nail bites uh, went up against Iowa 15-13. to 13. Uh, Arizona wins their matchup against Utah 42-18. Uh, Notre Dame beats Wake Forest 45-7. North Carolina loses in an interesting game in Clemson, 31 to 20. Kansas State wins their matchup against Kansas in the in-state battle, 31 to 27. Oklahoma State beats Houston, 43 to 30, and rounding out the top 25, Tulane beats FAU, 24 to 8. Um, just went through the top 25 as quick as I can. Is there anything that you guys would like to add before we get away from it? So, Arizona has found a quarterback, and we are really starting to see the benefit of that for them. Uh, that's a pretty good Utah team they beat. Uh, Washington keeps playing with their food, man. I'm telling you, I don't believe – I mean, obviously they can prove me wrong. I don't think they beat Oregon in the rematch. Um, and 
Listen, I'm, I'm, I told you before, I'm impressed with Jaden Daniels. I got to tip my hat to Bo Nix, too. He's really improved his game after his last couple of years at Oregon. Uh, you know, they're not ranked, but USC went down again last night uh, to UCLA. Uh, just to point that out as another score of interest. And it's something about the state of Florida, man. Uh, Florida, who trying to gain bowl eligibility, played Missouri tough last night. They lost their starting quarterback. Uh, in last night's game as well. Um, and I feel for Jordan Travis because it makes me really wonder, once we come playoff time, fair or not, it makes me wonder how the committee is going to uh, view Florida State. They beat Florida next weekend. They play Louisville uh, next. I, you know, in the conference championship game, Louisville submitted that game uh, last night in a game that very easily uh, could have gotten away from them. Uh, I, I think that that pit loss still really makes you know hurts Louisville in the end. But I mean, just looking at it, like Florida State without Jordan Travis is going to have to impress with the, uh, with this backup quarterback over the next couple of weeks because uh, that could throw some chaos into the playoff committee. And then Oklahoma, as good as they looked earlier in the year, you know, just to survive last night, I think I saw something that Oklahoma and Maybe Liberty was the other team that had 19 interceptions uh, as a team this year. So, you know, pretty high <laughs> in that regard. And then the, uh, lastly, James Madison, shame on the NCAA, not letting these guys go to a bowl game, even though they're real state. You got to be in three years or whatever. This team's had a good year, but their undefeated season ended last night with a loss to Appalachian State. Roger, is there anything that yeah. you'd like to add to what's up? Go ahead. Looking at it from like a draft point of view, um, just looking at the, the wide receiver talent is outstanding. I mean, what Neighbors done with um with Jaden Daniels yesterday was just like mind blowing. Yeah, so his neighbors and then it's like uh Romo Odunze with uh with Washington, what he does with Michael Penix. Um two two great receivers. And then you got the two Two great ones with the uh, highest state with with Marv, you know Maserati Marvin and and uh, and uh, a a bouquet yeah the other receiver like it's just like there's four receivers I can see going in the first round possibly with somebody like Brock Bowers at tight end I mean at two at two forty at this at his size what he does um is just outstanding so there's four to really look out for and then Joe Alt Joe Alt and Fashion at at, uh, at tackle I think are two great great um prospects outside of the quarterbacks that is which is you know which is a great class next year uh Bo Nix and Daniels I think are front runners for the Eisman at the moment so interesting to see how, how that comes down and uh Michael Penix playing some good football too and yeah looking 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 like a good strong finish to the college game and we got it back on UK TV as well yesterday which was massive um for fans in the UK so we got college football back. Um, we, we we haven't had it all season. Yesterday we got to see Louisville and Miami tie, and I did have you in mind, bro. I will say, watching that then. But um, yeah, we we got to see a couple of good get good games yesterday with Washington as well last night. Don't don't even get me started on that Miami game. That's I'm trying to talk about everything else, but that doggone game. Um, um. I'm really going to do this personally. I want to see Tyler Van Dyke and whatever. If he's going to the league, then send him to the league. If he goes to Canada, let him go to Canada. 
Let him get out of there. That that's not his place. Get him out of Miami. Like even if he stays next year, I I just don't feel like he. I, I feel like he's bought. I really feel like they they put money in his pocket and something happened. He he is so questionable at the wrong time in the game, and um, on the defensive side of the ball between Davis and Kitchens, these guys let up the big play almost every game, and, and I feel like something's going on in Miami. I've lost all touch with what's going on with Crystal Ball in this regime. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. They should have beaten Louisville. They, they should have beaten Louisville. They're force-feeding Mark Fletcher, a freshman running back. That is good. He had an awesome day. Don Chaney is a good running back. They don't even run him at all. They don't run Chaney at all. Like, and this guy is a power back with speed, and I feel like should get as much credit as Mark Fletcher is getting. And <laughs> Every everything is is chaos. Everything is chaos. They barely get Kobe Young the ball. This guy's a six five receiver that could go up top and jump ball and he has speed to beat corners. They don't even go there. He throw, he throws the ball to Restrepo because they're roommates. He Restrepo's his guy. Like oh, I get it. That's in, it. It's bad. My, and Miami is too good to be in this situation for them to be six and five and games that they lost Georgia Tech because you didn't nail the ball and. It's just too much going on in Miami. I feel like they, they are the reason why I feel like sports got a little tweak to it. They got a little tweak to it. Miami is pissing me off. Like, not only just, like, as a fan, it's like y'all making me feel like I'm Neo and I see the Matrix. Like, I can see the numbers. I see the numbers behind y'all faces. I can jump through y'all body and blow you up. Like, that. I just, that's how I feel when I watch Miami now. It, it, it bothers me so bad. Like, it really does. Press is tight. Ken Dorsey back down there. Bring Ken Dorsey back as, uh, as right, an offensive Right, right, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you fired Ken. Ken, bring your ass to beaches. Not now, but right now. I'm, I'm Right now. Right now. They barely run Miami of my life. Growing up, watching these guys, they've always been a power team. We've always been in power eye or eye. They run and plays out of shotgun at the one-yard line. It's like, what? There's no fullback that's going to take the block off. Like, this, is, this is ridiculous. This, and, and watching that happen, it's like, I know we're not going to score. I know we're not going to score. I know we're not going to get the first down. It's like, you're not playing, like, high-quality football. You're playing into the hands of the team that, that's trying to stop you. I, I, Chris Ball could try that with somebody else. They could try that with somebody else. They could miss me. But this could get real personal. That's I, how, <laughs> <laughs> That's I how I felt watching LSU game. against Florida State earlier this year. Same thing. You're on the one-yard line trying to run plays out of shotgun. Like, but go, go to the power out and hit them in the mouth. Right, right. And, and not not like run plays. Running plays. Like, the run play. They're running the ball to the goal line from shot. You're, you're putting yourself five more yards behind the line of scrimmage with no block. Like, they, all they got to do is beat whatever block is up there. Then they – Come on, I'm not even a college coach. Come, this is crazy. This is – they could try that with somebody else. Like, I really watch Miami games with to see what's going to happen. It, it feels like a, 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 a drama series or, or a mystery or suspense or something. I, I don't watch it with the intent of, oh, my team's going to win and what we're going to do. After they lost that game to Georgia Tech and they were undefeated, they were undefeated and didn't kneel the ball, and now – with like uh, I think it was like forty seconds in the first first half, they had time to score. He nilt the ball to go into the half. Wait, hold on. You would kneel the ball to get away from the half, but you wouldn't kneel yeah. the ball to win the game. Like I, 
you Something you can try that with somebody. I mean, this is me telling y'all this, y'all. This is me telling y'all this. Crystal ball, it, that's why you won't get a pro job. That's why you won't get a pro job. That's why you were never won in Oregon. You come down here in Miami and get millions of dollars and not win in Miami so they get a good coach around you. Like, <laughs> please, do not get me started on that game. Okay, okay. Because this could get real personal, and I'll be stuck here talking about this bull crap. And I'm looking at my hurricane gear in front of me, literally. Um, I don't know. Should I? No, because I don't think I have enough time. I did wanted to talk about the uh, the Burrow situation, how bad this is for uh, the Bengals, but uh, we, we got limited time right now. Let me get to the scores or, or the games of the day. And I see how you guys feel about it. Sports City, I, I apologize. The call the number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Um first game at one o'clock. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cincinnati up against the Browns, in which again and this is bad people. I hate to say it like this. The whole AFC North is injured. The whole AFC North. So Accept the Steelers, and that's the worst thing about it. Like, the Steelers are healthy. The offensive coordinator is terrible. They're in first place, and they look like they're going to win the division. Um, we just seen as a Thursday night, you've seen Burrow get hurt, out for the season. You've seen Mark Andrews get hurt, out for the season. Uh, Lamar Jackson had gotten hurt, but he continued to play. But we're going to have to watch that closely. Now, Deshaun Watson had, you know, a fracture. He's out for the season with shoulder surgery. So now DTR is the starter in this game up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do you guys feel about this game? I will start with you first, Mike. Uh, Steelers and Browns. I I love the Browns' defense, and I think that they've had a, a good season so far. And they've even been able to win some games without Deshaun Watson. I think P.J. Walker played the San Francisco game. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, Dorian Thompson, uh, DTR, looked like a, a deer in headlights last time he played. Uh, we'll see if he can settle down this time. I, I like Cleveland's defense better, but I do think that with T.J. Watt and with the pieces that Pittsburgh has on defense, I think they can do enough. And like you said, I think they're healthier uh, on offense. I think Jalen Warren's starting to get more carries than Najee Harris. Uh, we'll see if they can protect Pickett, but – I. I like the Steelers in this game, I think. Roger, who do you like in this game, Steelers or Browns? Yeah, I'm just interested in the um, the T.J. Watt versus um, Miles Garrett uh, battle. I think the way Miles Garrett is playing right now is, is insane. He's doing, like, crossover basketball moves over over center, coming on blitzes, and it's it's really it really is great to watch. What And, and Jim Schwartz is doing a phenomenal job there. As DC, so um, with that being said, I, I just think the rookie quarterback going against um, the, the Steelers defense. I think Mike Tomlin and you know JJ Watt coming off the edge, they've had some problems in pass protection um, and on offensive line. Great running the ball, but um, a few issues. And I think like DTR being a rookie might just be a bit too much. So that's the only thing that's swaying it for me. Really, it should be a close game. Steelers get a win, um, but not by much. I agree, clean sweep. I think all of us are going Steelers. 
I just do not feel confident in DTR. The last time he played, he had a ton of turnovers. And this is a division rivalry game, and T.J. Watt is going to be thirsty to come and at least get a sack. I really feel like the Steelers' defense is going to end up carrying these dudes to a first-place top AFC North situation. Just because the Ravens just lost Mark Andrews, I feel like they're going to lose another game or two. And that sucks because they were running like crazy, and I'm not going to lie, I am a huge Mark Andrews fan, and just watching the frustration of Lamar Jackson when he when he got hurt, he spiked the hell out of his helmet, and you know mm-hmm. it's, it's tough once injury, injuries happen, man. But um, I feel like this is the opportunity that the Steelers needed because this was a down year for them. And the crazy part is, here goes Mike Tomlin once again with a winning season where they look bad out the gate. The Steelers look terrible at the beginning of the season. If you don't remember, please look at this schedule and remember how those losses went. You're gonna be like, I remember. Especially that San Francisco game. Especially where the Niners beat the crap out of them. It was like, I don't know what they're going to look like. And I was screaming Baltimore, Baltimore, and the injuries happen. Injuries happen. The next matchup is in the state of Michigan. Chicago Bears go in the forward field up against the Detroit Lions. Um, I throw this one around the kitchen. Uh, Roger, your thoughts on the game? Bears-Lions in Detroit. Uh, Just good. Great to the Lions. And in this situation, I know Justin Fields comes back today, so that should be interesting. But um can't fault the way the Lions are playing. Uh, three sets of brothers playing today, and that's without the Sewell brothers. So that's an interesting little bit of um, st- little start there. Good good uh, sibling rivalries this, this battle is turned into. It's a great game. I love the I love the rivalries in the in all in all the divisions, but there's something special about this one, as it is, you know, the the Steelers, Ravens, Niners Cowboys. This this to me is um is is a, is a good one with the, with the Packers also, um good 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 football coming into Thanksgiving. So good couple of, couple of days for the for the Detroit Lions on a quick turnaround and hopefully Montgomery has a big game today against his old team and you know Gibbs continues to do well and the rookies continue to do well and Ben Johnson does up another good good game plan and. And Lions get a win at home. I think I think they win win at home. Should beat Chicago today. Let's hope they do. Okay, Michael, who do you like, Bears or Lions? King of the jungle, baby. I'll take the Lions. Okay, so that leaves me. You guys know which way I'm going to go, but this is the crazy part about this. This could be a potential trap game. I am scared Ooh. to death of it being a trap game. The worst part about this is if Detroit is a new Lions, this is a game that they have to take care of business. Like, yes, it could be one of those tight games, 27-24, because I feel like uh, the Fields is coming back for a reason. I think he's playing to just be spooky. I don't feel like this is going to be a game, oh, he's just coming to test it out. No, this is this wouldn't be a game for him to come test it out, especially while the defense is trying to find their identity. The Lions defense is trying to find their identity. So um, the Lions can't get caught up thinking that this game is in hand already. They got to go out there and, and knock them off of their feet. They have to. If, if not, uh, Chicago could steal this game. I feel like Chicago could steal this game. The game last year in Chicago, Detroit won by one point basically at the buzzer. Then, you know, they, Detroit went on this run. That's when they went crazy. Then they played the uh, Bears in Detroit and beat them bad, like 41 to 10. But you know the Bears are going to really try and come out and 
prove that they're a better team now. Uh, they just make it interesting. It's an interesting football game on a Sunday. I, they they just can't get caught up in this situation. They can't. Um, hopefully everybody, both sides of the field, stays healthy. That's the one thing that I want. And uh, Detroit is getting close to having a lot of people come back. Uh, James Houston is potentially uh, returning soon. But I don't know if you guys heard about it. J.J. Watt is interested in joining the Detroit Lions. And, boy, this is building steam. I need him. <laughs> please bring J.J. to Detroit. Please. <laughs> please bring him to Detroit. Okay. The next matchup I have are the Chargers on the road up against the Packers. This is a very interesting game. I don't know which way to go with this, but I will go first. I'm going with the Chargers on the road. I feel like if the Chargers lose this game, this season is over. They could just start playing for, like, lottery picks or whatever they need to do. But um, they need to beat a railing Packers team. The Packers have not found their identity. Uh, Love is not the quarterback that they want at the end of the day. I, I feel like the Packers are going to be looking at this draft to get a name. They they have to. Love is not the quarterback of your Brett Favre's and your Aaron Rodgers. I, I think this is a game that starts to spell the Packers' you know, decline, if you will. I'm going Chargers. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on this game, Chargers or Packers? I agree with you on this game. I'm taking the Chargers. I just think too much talent, and I think the Packers are having trouble getting out of their own way. Roger, who do you like, Chargers or Packers? Yeah, just more confident in the quarterbacks. Kind of more confident in Justin Herbert than I have in Jordan Love. Um, like you said, I think uh, you know the Matt Lafleur coaching um, coaching debacle with with Aaron Rodgers is, is something us sort of answering itself at the moment. I think I just uh, it's a it's a you know to get over having the run of quarterbacks they've had is is. It's going to take time, and I, I, I don't think Jordan Love is the guy either, unfortunately for them. Kristen Watson's having a down season. He's not doing much, not as much as I thought he would. Romeo Dobbs is playing quite well, and Jaden Reed's having a good year, the Michigan State rookie, but just not seeing enough from from the, from uh, Watson, and you've got to put it down to, to, to the quarterback playing a lot of it. I just got more confidence in, in, the, in the LA Chargers scoring today. Then they have the Green Bay Packers, but um, at home in Lambeau, if they can't win today, then it's, you've got a question, you know, their season. And going into Detroit on Thursday is, is tough. So, yeah, LA, LA Chargers for me today. Um, I apologize. These two were sitting at the freaking door, and I did not see it. I was looking at the schedule. Calling in from California, I have breaking news. Brian Hughes, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? Doing good, man. Doing good. A timeless. A Rodriguez. Mike, how you Taking doing? How you doing, bud? Okay. Doing okay. In, hey, let, me, let, let me let me get you caught up to speed. I'm gonna do this quickly. I guess one word answers. Steelers Browns. Browns. Oh, breaking news. Um, oh. Bears Lions. Lions. And Chargers, Chargers, Packers. Chargers, okay. So I got you down and calling in from the upper part of New York. 
State. We have Mr. Controversy himself, Mr. Greenwood. Welcome to the Bless. How are you feeling this morning? We are feeling good today, Ty. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I need one word answer so I can get you guys caught up to speed. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Steelers Brown. Um, Steelers. Ryan is the only one that went Cleveland. Um, Bears are forward down the field. Lions. Oh my. Chargers, Packers. Um, Chargers. That's a clean sweep, too. Everybody, boy, oh, boy. Everybody went Chargers. That's telling me something. Okay. Yeah. So now that I've got you, I got you up to speed, the next matchup I have, oh, God. Is there anybody in the kitchen that believes the Raiders can go to South Beach and beat the Dolphins? The Dolphins are favored by 14. Nope. They might nope. cover, but I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, I like the Dolphins. Okay, everybody chose the Dolphins. The next, uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to go across the board. Um, Brian, I'll come to you first. Giants in D.C. up against the Commanders. Who do you like and why? No, you just said it's a tough one. Listen, after last week, there ain't no way in hell I'm ever taking Barry Smith again. I'm taking the Commanders, and they're going to cover. You know what? At this point, the Giants should just start grabbing fans in the out in the stands. They probably show a little bit more heart. Boy, maybe you know what? Maybe Pierce, Antonio Pierce, needs to go over there and maybe coach that team because right now they're gutless. Well, damn! I try. I try to be fair, people. I, I said, "Geez." <laughs> Okay, so 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 does anybody in here believe the Giants can beat the Commanders in DC? I'll do it that way. Nope. Sam Howell's the best quarterback in this game. That's bad. <laughs> so everybody, can you, believe, can, you believe, can you believe Sam Howell is leading the league in in passing yards? It's, it's, it's pretty pretty incredible what he's been able to do no, in Washington. No. I would do no, that, I would do that I, with Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy did that. I, I feel like that's a Bieniemy. Mahomes thing. Not to say that Howell's Mahomes, but he was able to crank up Mahomes coming straight out of Texas Tech. Mahomes was good out of Texas Tech, but he wasn't as great as he is now, you know. And and look, look at Kansas City's offense isn't as crazy as we remember, you know. Like we remember Kansas City putting up at least thirty-one points a game. They're not doing that. They're beating you because their defense is stout, literally. You got you got you got somebody to throw that ball. I mean, out of the one, two, three, four, five, out of the six. Players to have the first touchdown today, right? Five of them are, are Washington players. One, and then there's Saquon Barkley. So that says that tells the story of that, doesn't it? You know, where are where are the Giants offensively? If Detroit running game wasn't so good, I couldn't wait for the season to be over to get Saquon. But now that we running a ball efficiently. It's like we're gonna miss out on him too, but. I would love to have him because I know he is ready to leave after this little one-year contract. That, that's for sure. You want to give me 11 mil? Watch watch me leave. Watch, watch me show I could go somewhere else. He can probably end up going to Philly or something. You know, like, and go to a team that got a, a, a running court and make the Giants pay. Watch it be something crazy. Or, or I don't want it to be Dallas. Don't let it be Dallas. But it'd be, 
Uh, it'll be crazy to do something within the division to come after the Giants every time they play. Okay, the next – damn, all of these games are like this. The next matchup, is, is there anybody in here that believes that the Panthers could protect their house against the Cowboys? No, but this is – it would be a Cowboys thing to lose this game, but they're not going to uh, because the Cowboys find a way sometimes to lose one or two games a year against they should not, but this is not one of those days. Let me tell you yeah. this, Michael. Let me tell you this, Michael. You might, you might, be, you might be right about that, Mike. He is doing good. Dak is doing awesome right now. You may be right, but I'm going to say this. If Dallas were to lose this game against the Carolina Panthers, I have a two-word city, and y'all know what it is. I don't even have to draw speculation or play Pictionary with you. I, I know. I don't. Period. And, and y'all know... If you Low don't know me, eight. ask Roger. If you don't know me, ask Roger. He'll tell you. There's no way. And what's the spread in this game? Okay. 11. It's an 11-point spread. Yeah, right. If, if the Panthers win this game, I know they are involved, period. This is, nothing, this is a million-dollar bet. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you can get rich. Just bet the money line oh, and, and oh, tell everybody that. you got steak dinner for the day. That, that's, that's how I feel. Don't Okay, so the next matches I have are the Tennessee Titans on the road up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brian, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts on the game, Tennessee or Jacksonville? Uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville will rebound um, and get the W here after a pretty embarrassing loss last week uh, and show they're still the best team in this division. Roger, who do you like in this game, Titans or Jags? Yeah, Jags as well. I think um, the, you know coming over here to to Europe might might, might have taken a toll a little bit. I think I think that's the thing with, with teams coming over here. Some some love it, some don't. A lot of players get that get that body clock schedule knocked off, you know. And I think it does affect teams. So this is where Jacksonville have to put it right today. Um, more than six point favorites at home to to the Titans with with a rookie quarterback. So Trevor Lawrence needs to get it done today, and I, th- I think they do. In good fashion. Mike, who do you like, Titans or Jaguars? I like the Jags. I just trust Trevor Lawrence. I know this team sometimes can struggle, but uh, this is a division game and a game they have to have, and I think they get it today. Jim, who do you like, Titans or Jags? I'm going to also take the the Jags. They're at home. They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And the Titans, Will Levis is up and down, so you can't really rely on it. So, yeah. Interesting. The I'm going Jacksonville as well. Um, even though I do want to see Will Levis succeed, and I'm still a big Derrick Henry fan, but I, I feel like the NFL is closing on his game. And if they don't got a quarterback that can get the defense off of that line of scrimmage, he's going to suffer until they can I'm I'm going Jacksonville. Um, the next matchup is an interesting one because I called this team last week, and all of them in to get to. Well, I think somebody else. I think Mike might pull for this team, but everybody else went against them. The Houston Texans are at home, but up against a Cardinal team that just got Kyler Murray back. Can Kyler go into Houston and win, being a Texas kid? I want to see how you guys feel about this game. James, I'll come to you first. Cardinals or Texans? 
Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. Um, the car, uh, or the, uh, I mean, Kyler is back, but I don't think this is the week to figure that out. So I'm going to take the Texans, who are playing really well right now. Mike, who do you like the game? Uh, I like the Texans. I I think that I was impressed with what Kyler Murray was able to do last week, but uh, I'm really, really impressed with P.J. Stroud. And this is a mediocre, at best, team in Arizona. And I think Houston gets it, though. It's not nearly as close as we might have thought it was going to be earlier in this week. Mike, I'm closer to the phone. You sound far. Um... Brian, your thoughts on this game? Cardinals or Texans? Yeah, I got to go Texans. The bottom line is, without the best quarterback in Arizona anymore, uh, you got to go Houston. Okay, Roger, who do you like? Uh, Cardinals or Texans? Yeah, I go with the Texans as well. I think, uh, you know, Singletary was good last week, Devin Singletary. I think Buffalo misses him. Um Tank Dell is playing outstanding as a rookie. And, you know, him and, him and C.J. Stroud is just incredible what C.J. Stroud has been able to do as a rookie. And I think it continues today. Yeah, like um, Trey McBride for the Cardinals. Got to give him a shout-out at the tight end. I think he's he's a good player. He's playing some good football. So it should be a good game. I, I can see it's being a bit of an offensive uh, bit of an offensive showcase. And um, in Houston, where Domingo Ryans is looking like coach of the, you know, in the running for coach of the year as well. So, a lot going on in Houston at the moment. Good time to be a Texans fan. You guys are peer pressuring me. <laughs> I really want to go Cardinals so bad. I do. But the, the Texans have been playing so much electric football. It's like I can't go against the spot right now. But I want to just to be difficult. And just because Brian did rounds earlier, it's like I want to do something crazy, but I don't, I don't feel like the Cardinals have it. I'm going Texans, right? But if the Cardinals win, just know I said it, okay? Just know I said it, but I'm going with the Texans, man. But I feel like the Cardinals will pull it off. I, I really do feel like they can be the upset for the day because Kyler's going back to Texas. He's a Texas kid that goes crazy in that state. So that's something I'm watching. Interesting enough. Okay. The next, oh, God, yo, it's another one. Here we go. <laughs> Is there anybody in this doggone kitchen that believe the Buccaneers could go to Levi Stadium and knock off the 49ers? Hell no. Hey, the silence helps me. So across the board, everybody said. Over or under, Baker Mayfield gets sacked six times. Punch. <laughs> Yeah, that's my six times, I, I quit, bro. If he gets sacked six times, I give up. Wait, hold you on. No, no. I'm, that, that, no, no, no. You might be right. Chase Young and both of you, he might see a hell of a day. Whoa, that's a good number. Um, yeah, you want that to be around? a Kyle Trask <laughs> sighting. There'll be a Kyle Trask sighting today. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Okay, well, I'll throw this one around. Uh, over under six sacks on the game. Roger, your thoughts? Um, I think it'll be around that. I think it'll be five or four or five. I don't think it'll be six, but four or five. I can see both again. So it's under. Uh, so, you, so you say under. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's a, that's far, but it could happen. It could happen, but that's under. Let me see. I'm going to write it down. Under. I, yeah, six. Tristan, um, what else, guys? Come on. 
Mike, over under six sacks for the, the Niners. I think maybe six total sacks, but I don't think Baker takes them all because I think Kyle Trask comes in late and takes one or two of them. I put even and pull. Uh, James, over under six sacks. Um, I'll go under. Six sacks is a lot of sacks to happen in one game. It is a lot. And they do got worse up front, too. That's Brian, you got me in a pickle right now. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I'm going to say, yeah, just because I want to see it happen. Let me do over. Just because I want to see it happen. Because cause if, if Chase – no, because oh, this is sucks. If Chase Young and Bosa really do like two apiece, and then somebody else gets involved, they're gonna be they're gonna be so revved up. The Niners gonna be so revved up, and I don't want to see them get hotter than they already are right now. Uh, Brian, you, yeah. you called it, so what do you think? Oh, oh, what'd you say, Rodri? Yeah, I, I just think a lot of a lot of their pressure will probably come up the middle as well. You know, with um with Armstead and Co. Because of Hainsey at center, that that's where the issues have been with. With the Bucks up, um, on the line, I think is is at center. So, you know, maybe a guy like Kansi can get, uh, sorry, um, Armstead probably, possibly, and you know, Javon Javon Hargrave, where they brought in. Look, look for them too to get uh, to get close to this as well. Brian, you called the stat over or under. I'm actually agreeing with Mike. I, I picked the number for a reason. I'm gonna say six is the number. Listen. Hargrave, Armstead, Young, Bosa, Gregory. There is a slew of pass rushers. This is the first game these boys will be playing all together back at home in front of the home crowd. They sacked Trevor Lawrence five times last week behind a better offensive line and with a better quarterback. I think think six-plus is the number. I think Tampa Bay is playing from behind, but I think Mike hit the nail on the head. I think Baker takes four, and I think Trask comes in and probably takes two in the second half. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm sorry, but Sports City is like this all day. <laughs> Even though I was talking junk earlier in the show, if you missed it, please catch the rewind on this. Is there anybody that feels the Jets could go into Buffalo and knock off the Bills? in this game today. I think if they had Josh Jobs, but they don't. They got Zach Wilson. Right? Jobs, they'd be winning the – you know what? They'd be the number one seed if they had Josh Jobs. Cut it out. Y'all stop right now. Stop it. I, now, now, that's stop. a stretch. Now, you, you're stretching it now. You just got a couple other good – yeah, yeah. But I think – in this division, I think if they had Josh Jobs, I think they're a playoff team. I'll say that. Man, look at this. Spitting the facts. It's like it's like what he's saying. It's like truth. It's like knowledge. It's like somebody said this before. Okay, I have another one, Sports City. I apologize that I'm not being able to get you guys to break it down, but this is the way the committee or – the NFL put these games together. <laughs> they put these doggone games together. Is there anybody that believes the Rams could win at home against the Seahawks? I mean, uh, I think I'll they could I'll because it's a division I'll game and anything can happen, but I think the I think the uh, Seahawks win it. 
Yeah, I'll take the Rams. Wait, you say you're taking the Rams? I'll take the Rams. Okay. Anybody else take the Rams? I just just remember what happened in the last game. That was the game uh, Puka Nakua broke out in in Seattle. So just I, I don't oh, think it happened, but that's, that's what happened last time. Here, here's the uh, here's the deal. What people don't realize about the NFC West is the 49ers are the Rams' kryptonite. And the Rams are the Seahawks kryptonite. The, the the Rams always play Seattle tough. It doesn't matter where the game's at. Uh, it, it is a it is a divisional game, and I totally think that this is a game that the Seahawks will blunder. So, uh, Mike, you said Seahawks or Rams? I'm going with the Seahawks, but yeah, to your question, I think it definitely could happen. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I just think they're a better team. But this Seahawks team is is very kind of up and down uh, this year. Sometimes they look great, sometimes not so much. And uh, with this being a division game and very familiar opponents, I think this is a dangerous matchup. Roger, who do you like, Seahawks or Rams? Uh, just just because they lost the first game, I think I think we're going to see a lot more Kenneth Walker today. And I think I think the Seahawks Seahawks come go to LA with a better performance and get a win. So I'm going with the I'm going with the Seahawks. And James, Seahawks or Rams? <laughs> James, Seahawks or Rams? Did we lose things. Okay, we might have. Okay, so I went. Seahawks as well. Brian is going that way. I'll ask James when he comes back. Okay, we did lose him. Okay. The next matchup I have are the Minnesota Vikings up against the Broncos. Sunday night football. Very interesting matchup. Um, you already know. Boy, you already know. Boy, I don't know nothing. I don't. Well, since you're talking, tell me who you got, Vikings or Broncos. Come on, listen, everybody's all over Denver. They just beat two of the best teams in the league, supposedly. Nah, man. Mike's already told you. They don't have Josh Dobbs. I'm going Minnesota. Okay, that's one. Uh, Roger, who do you like in this game, Vikings or Broncos? Yeah, I was thinking about this in the week. I I was going to say if uh, Jefferson came back, I was going to go with the Vikings, but as been as he's not back, I'm I'm going with Denver. I want to see more from Javante Williams and and Jerry Judy. Those two are the only reason I'm going with the Broncos. I I got massive faith in them as players. So um, Javante, Javante Williams and Jerry Judy do have a good show in today. Uh, but should be should be an interesting game. Take my cap off the tip my cap to Josh Dobbs on great great uh, great story. Uh, Mike, who do you like in this one? Uh, Vikings or Broncos? Mike, can you hear me? I like yeah, – my bad. I was talking on mute. I, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Minnesota. I know Denver has been playing better, but I'm still not super impressed. Uh, I, I feel like Minnesota has been able to, you know, find a way to, you know, make some really good lemonade out of lemons and, and dealing with some of these injuries and that kind of thing. Uh, so, I think the Vikings win, but it wouldn't surprise me either way in this game. But I'm just not going with Denver. 
Well, you guys know what division I support. <laughs> so I'm going Denver. And boy, do I need Russ to turn this thing around right now with an interesting win up against the uh, the Bills and Buffalo. Is this fool's gold or can you protect your house? The good thing about Denver is they're home. I can see if this is in Minnesota and Dobbs keep going crazy. If Dobbs pulls this off Sunday night up against a Broncos Dobbs. team that needs it to stay in competition, okay. I, I got to tip my hat. And, boy, they're going to heat up in the NFC North. If not even in the NFC North, definitely for the playoff run that these guys get to get on because Justin Jefferson is still not back, and they're doing this type of damage without him. I'm going with Bronco Country because I need y'all to win in this blue and orange. I need y'all to do it. Come on, Russ. Come on. Get at least one more. Get, get the 500. Please get the 500. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is. He said, Mm-mm, "You caught your mouth in here." Listen. So the last, the last game we have game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl rematch. The Philadelphia Eagles at eight and one go into Kansas City, Missouri, up against a seven and two Kansas City Chiefs team. Who do you guys like and why? I'll go to you first, Rodri. Your thoughts on the game, Eagles or Chiefs? Well, you know the story of this game is whose parents are going to be there. I mean, like Taylor Swift's parents are there, the Kelsey family parents are there, Jake from State Farm's parents can probably be there. I, I mean, I don't care. Let's see some football. You know, this is this is the mark of the rest of the season for me. The schedule makers knew exactly what they were doing by putting this game on Monday night, I think. What a fantastic tight to catch these both two teams coming off of by Chiefs playing so well, Eagles playing really well. The Kelsey brothers matchup, it's got a lot. It's got a lot, this game. And um, if I'm going to pick one, I'm, I'm picking the Eagles to get a bit of revenge for the Super Bowl. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Eagles come into this, and A.J. Brown has a, has a big game. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, the regular cast of characters. Should be good, though. Should be a good one. Should be a really good game. Andy Reid against his old team. Storylines are so, so many storylines. Uh, let's see. Let's see. But uh, I just like the Eagles so, so much right now at the moment, playing some good, some good physical football, and I think it continues, and they get a win. In, in, in Arrowhead. Which is which is uh, which would be a massive statement. Ryan, Eagles, Eagles or Chiefs? Listen, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. This is a revenge game. This is a game that they've had circled. But there is a lot of similarities. Listen, both sides have a Kelsey. Both sides have a Swift. I mean, these teams could not be uh, better made for one another. Uh, for prime time, as uh, Rodri mentioned, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are the more complete team on offense and defense. Um, some could say they don't have the best quarterback, but they definitely have. Uh, I think the more complete, complete team, and uh, I think this game will be a payback game. I think it'll be super physical. I think it might be surprisingly low scoring, uh, under 20. But um, I think the Eagles get it done. Hey, Mike, your thoughts on this one? Eagles or Chiefs? Mike, can you hear me? 
think I might have lost Mike on this one. All right, so I got the Chiefs. I'm the only one that's probably going to go Chiefs on this game. These two, well, Rodney and Brian have picked the Eagles. I'm waiting to get James's picks on his last three because James told me he had to leave. I just hey, I asked him about the team. Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Okay, my bad. Finish. Finish what you're saying. I just I wanted to make sure I got it back. Just, just tell me who you like, Eagles or Chiefs. Now, I'm glad they put this on Monday night since we've had some mediocre matchups here lately. Uh, but just not a be- – I'm going with the Eagles, I think. I, just, I, I think their defense is nasty, and I'm a little bit more impressed with them on the offensive side of the ball right now. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road tomorrow night. Okay, people, we are at the tail end of the show. I need plug close out to anything people would like to promote. Uh, Brian just told me he had to fall out, but he told me that I should be able to take care of the end of the show, which he know I do. Uh, Roger, give me a plug, close out, shout out, anything that you like to promote as we shut the doors here at the brunch. Uh, just just a good just a good will again. I mean Thanksgiving coming up, good good time of the year. Season really does start after Thanksgiving, I think. And we're looking at these teams, the ones in pole position now. I think we're seeing two two on, on Monday night. But shout out to the Detroit Lions and I hope they I hope they uh, get it done today because you know they they've they've come a long way, and Dan Campbell's doing a phenomenal job. So, uh, shout out Lions. Hope they do well. I uh, just want to say, probably talk to you before Thanksgiving, but if not, guys, all of you, um, James, Brian, Mike, and Ty, have a great uh, Thanksgiving. But I'll, I'll hopefully tune in, tune into the show on on Tuesday night, everybody, because uh, we'll have some some feedback from the weekend. But you know, guys, all the best. You enjoy, enjoy. Ty, hope they get a win today. Enjoy. Please don't make me nervous. You're going to make me nervous. <laughs> I want you to chill out, man. I, um, You know what? It, it, it's funny because it's like I want my team to be butter, but then it's like all of the lights and accolades that come with it, I like to stay in the dark about it. Like, let us keep winning how we winning. But they're doing so good, it's like they keep putting us out there to like, be talked about. So it's like I, I can't dodge it anymore. But, Roger, you already know, thank you for calling in and doing your thing across the pond and I wish I could say Happy Thanksgiving, but it's an American thing, I guess. So I'll try to send you some some food. I don't know which one you would like, but it's gonna be a ton of food coming this Thursday. That's for sure. I can't wait for. Well, Mike, give me a plug, plug, shout out as we get ready to shut the doors here at the brunch. Man, first of all, it's always a pleasure and a privilege to do this with you, TP. Without you, I wouldn't be here, man. So shout out to you. I'm thankful for you, for all the chefs, for everything that uh, that we do, for all the cooking that we get to do here in this doggone kitchen, as you like to say. Uh, and, man, thanks to PHI Apparel for shouting us out. Check us out throughout the week. we got fantasy basketball. got some other shows coming up as well. SportsCityChefs.com, the website, all the articles and blogs, everything we got going on as well. Uh, listen, I think uh, he is going to be hurt by the fact that Penix and Bo Nix will get another game the following weekend, but Jaden Daniels had a really good year so far this year, uh, and, you know, I'm just enjoying my comic relief to see if we can overcome this terrible defense week in and week out. But until next time, laissez les bon temps peace, I'm out here. 
Yes, that is for sure. Thank you to everybody that's been tuning in, giving us good feedback. The crazy part about this is from, what's today's date? Today's the 20th, right? I think it is. Let me make sure the date. The date today is the 19th, excuse me. So from the 12th to now and beyond, I enjoyed three football games in 11 days. So the Lions played Sunday, they played today, and they play on Thanksgiving. Hopefully their bodies stay healthy through all of this madness. Um, breaking news situation, Dino Babbers has actually been fired from his head coaching duties in Syracuse as well. Um, every single season he does good out the gate and then they just fall apart. Uh, I feel bad for the situation, but these things do occur. Um I'm I'm ready, Sports City. I'm nervous. At the same time, I really feel like this this is a big game that they could actually go up there and have a big day uh, being in Detroit. Um, I I told you all I'm watching that Cowboy game closely. Uh, Just like Roger and Mike said, this could be a game that they could end up playing down and losing. But if they lose this game, believe me, I have two words for you. And it's a city and a lowly valley on the West Coast region of the United States. On that note, y'all better tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city, chef, you, chef, you. Sports city, sports city, chef, you, chef, you. Yeah. Cat. Taj. <laughs> Woo. Connecticut. Uh. <laughs>